0: Have a theory, an Austin theory, if you will, but it's not including, it's not about Austin theory. So, Nikki Cross returned on this episode, no longer a superhero, now just Nikki Cross once again. And I actually said on the Wrestle Talk Extra Show that we're going out tomorrow oh, uh, to our Patreon sweetest. backers that I think that we could be getting a return of Sanity, the faction led by Mom Eric. Needed. <laughs> <laughs> you see you see you mean the faction. the faction sanity uh the return of sanity i think eric young will be coming back into the company trips is all about them big returns currently mm. so i can see big demo going back in i could see them getting back with uh with wolf and that as well and bringing back sanity to the main roster and this to me feels like the first step of this i am the coming d a d uh this of course is professor dan layton who 30 seconds before we went live here, took apart his microphone I, stand. I will
2: not have this slander. This microphone stand is wonky and I've been trying to fix it this whole time and you've just been watching. You haven't offered any help. <laughs> I've been doing everything else, Dad. Uh, that's Dan. fair. You've been doing literally the whole thing. I'd normally just come here and sit pretty, but then uh, then also the microphone is touching the desk and I was trying to position it in the right place because you all tell me that my voice isn't loud enough and I'm trying my best. So um, I'm just gonna sit. I'm not gonna look at you all episode. I'm You're just gonna, gonna project forward this way yeah, yeah. so that I'm talking directly into the microphone and hope nothing breaks.
0: I mean, yeah. You could always just just ever so slightly. But like it's this. not
2: because I because it <laughs> fell apart. when I tried to do just ever slightly. And it, the thing went.
0: <laughs> Me and Dan have had quite the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about this main event because this is the Raw review episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Please do press the subscribe button. In fact, I've even got a little thing that pops up on screen uh, if I press. You never have. Have I? No. Have I? Hey, I have. Look at that. <laughs> subscribe. You can do it. Press the subscribe button. Um. Also, uh, you know, on the audio realm as well, do the same thing. Leave a comment if you're watching this on demand. But if you are watching live, get in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. What were those? So we used to call them super chats. And uh-huh. we would go like, sir, sir, super chats. But okay. you can't really go like, oh, oh, ultra chats. But I started doing the well, arm well, thing. You could you could do um, anyway we are going to be talking about uh the main event of this show which i thought was a tremendous little match between bailey and bianca it Belair. was actually
2: and, and given that we weren't in any way hyped for it as recently
0: as yeah. last night well even the story they were telling on this episode mm. you know the video package they played halfway through didn't yeah. make me go like I'm, I'm looking forward to watching these two wrestle but i'm yeah. not into this story whatsoever yeah. they have killed my interest within this story because they kill damage control mm. at extreme rules and the story of the the show again was well what will bianca belair do when she's got no friends to back her up and i said we well, already did that probably what she'll do at extreme rules yeah which you showed in this video package she'll just do it fine she'll on her own she's got this because they took out Candice Lerae earlier in the they night they did yeah so it was once again Bianca Belair's on her own. She doesn't have and friends with her, so she is running it solo. And there was a lot of distraction and interference by Kai and Sky. Shenanigans. Uh, f- for my money, too much distraction and interference on this show. Oh,
2: oh, yeah, we'll get into it.
0: Every single much. match, Bar with one. the exception of the Amos 4-on-1 handicap match, featured a distraction interference finish. Yeah. Yeah, and, every and that is, single, and one. it's
2: one of those things where once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. Yep. and it's like I don't, I don't mind an interference now and again. I think it can be used to tell a story and, and protect both members of the, of the. Um,
0: uh, Find your words, then. Uh,
2: We're live, pal. Match. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's a match. Everything's <laughs> fine, um, but. In this case, it was just every single every single match. Yeah. It really disrupts the flow of the show. And it just makes you go, and in, and I could see each of them coming because they were all telegraphed. Yeah. So it was like, you know, a bit frustrating.
0: But this one I thought was a very interesting, and I kind of wish that none of the other matches had them yeah, because then this would have had much more impact. Because if you are going to
2: do that, like, like I said, it can be a really good device to, and then I'd wait for ages to figure mm-hmm. out what the word match was. Um, but then, yeah, it, it, it's if you're gonna do it, you got to deploy it well. You got to be smart about it. You can't just use it every single time. Yeah, um, and it could have been used to a good effect in this match.
0: So the finish of this match was there was a bit more interference from Kai and Sky, but from Adam. So the referee then goes to the outside to do the big "You're out
2: of here." Oh my god, I'm obsessed with this. By
0: the way, big we you, were doing this
2: all over SmackDown. Oh the the sort of you and you. You're- yeah. And it's the
0: most fun in the world, so yeah. But he was just about to do that, when all of a sudden, someone dived off the top rope. And nobody could tell who it was. A mystery woman Indeed. dived off the top rope, and Kevin could not, even though it was right in front of him, could <laughs> not figure out who it was. Corey Graves could not figure out who it was. Yeah, This mystery woman then got in the ring, mm-hmm. and, oh, they, Bailey, Bailey, sorry, Belair hit the KOD and yeah. got the visual pin, yeah. but then this mystery woman got in and hits her swinging neck breaker. Yep. All the while, Corey Graves is saying, that's Nikki Cross. That's Nikki Cross. And Kevin blankly kept going, no, it isn't. No, it can't be. doesn't look like she's not wearing a cape. <laughs> <laughs> so it can't that be was, Nikki Cross. That was his basic
2: argument. It yeah. was, can't be. Can't. It's not, it's not Nikki Cross. The one uh, I will say when she did jump off the, um, the top rope and land on the ref and, and damage control, I was a little bit like, who is this? And the only person I knew it couldn't possibly be was Sasha, because why would Sasha go for brown hair? so it was, i was mm. going purely based on hair it had to um, be um and then um once once i, I got a, a, a glimmer that's what the the announcers are there to do to tell us it's nikki cross before we can get the close-up i mean you want that kind of reveal moment but um it was a long time coming
0: it was a little bit as well also i'm going to shout out to uh um moderator rob who's just saying uh, called it a nikki crossbody, if you will oh and i absolutely will yeah. repeatedly as so the nikki cross got in the ring hit her finish on bel-air bailey pins bel-air oh. when a new ref runs in not sure why the new ref didn't be like this is a bit screwy I but... Didn't think that as well. but also but <laughs> it's also, it's, res- it's I wrestling say, it's fine it looked
2: like she did
0: think this was a bit screwy
2: because she was a bit crushed she was like yes they, she won the match but then also um why didn't you run out when Bianca was doing a cover.
0: Yeah. Where you? It's a
2: really long way from the refs locker room.
0: Yeah. Like the referees all there just playing like rummy yeah <laughs> they like
2: what's happened but one of us runs, is down there's a ref symbol in the sky
0: <laughs> and they have to run and then they yeah. had a, um, a big race to try and see who was the first person to get there um and bailey pins her and then afterwards bailey's there celebrating nikki cross then beats down bailey as well she's on no one's side she's a chaos unto herself mm. she is mayhem personified <laughs> yeah as Corey graves put it what
2: did he say i wrote this down um, well, look at
0: you were digital notes
2: i know well this was the thing but then also I, because i was on, on the wi-fi all of my notifications were coming through as well so i got distracted so I did there's problems with digital as well as analog um nikki returns kevin patrick says i've never seen i've never seen this side of her before and Corey graves
0: goes i have which i thought was quite nice no it was really really nice because like they'd mentioned this earlier in the show as well about uh johnny gargano yeah Corey graves said i've called pretty much all of johnny gargano's matches since he came to ww as well as wrestling him on the independent circuits 15 Mm. years ago so i know i've got a be you know good connection with him and so yeah like that kind of then sets up for nicky like him later on to be like no, oh, I, I know this side. I've seen this side of I've Mickey seen Gross this side of Nikki Cross. And if Kevin had watched the product, he <laughs> would also know this side because we did get this briefly on the main roster. Yeah. So, you know, watch your own product, Kevin. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But I thought that Corey's selling of this was great. Mm. Kevin's as sort of the new fans yeah. who may have only known her as That's A.S.H. It. That's it. I think it was a really nice touch as well. I'm being facetious about that. Yeah. So I actually thought it was a really nice move. But yeah, Nikki Cross is now back as... The maniac nikki cross sanity nikki cross do you think because eric young's contract with impact ends at the end of this year Mm. well you please continue your question damo is a free agent yeah i think wolf um and we might be able to get some of our german contingent in the the chat to clarify this that he is also still a free agent triple h loved that group mm. he loved it was one that of his faction. early babies one of his uh, yeah one of his big early like faction things that he did in nxt he loved that group mm. and that group was awesome in NXT. it was, over. It was so so cool in nxt mm-hmm. i might be one of the five people that also loved the music that's all oh, of- i like the music oh cool we're, we're well, two, two of the five then. i must have
2: seen you at one of the conventions <laughs>
0: yeah. um i think triple h particularly now we've seen him doing a lot of faction based stuff on the main roster just adding another faction in there. Mm. And it's the sort of thing I think he would definitely go for. But I want to pose it to you. A uh, two-part question. A, do you think we could see Sanity back on the main roster? Mm-hmm. B, would you like to see back in wwe
2: well it's interesting
0: because i remember we did have a brief conversation about this
2: last week when i was talking about available people and and why they recycling the same matches and things like that and i mentioned nikki cross um and you said we probably were, i you kind of had this picture we won't see her until the end of the year yeah that was yeah which is not a bad idea if we're going to wait for them all to come back at once that said i'm kind of intrigued at the idea of we're going to get because she didn't look full mayhem you know Unhinged Nikki Cross. She just looks. She's got makeup on. Well, this is. And she, got, she got a lippy on. If I may, she looked Nikki Cross, at most cross. <laughs> you see, cross has two meanings. Everybody. That's what I was going with. I think she looked Nikki Cross. Uh, I'll just repeat the joke <laughs> for anyone else. For those Nikki are, Cross. For those of the back, thank you. um i So it was this thing of like, you know, she she's she's lost. Well, she's she's realized this superhero thing wasn't a vibe. She's frustrated. She's gone a bit mean again. We could see more from her in this, you know, vein, going a bit on him, going a bit on him, and then it ultimately lead towards sanity. I can see many an argument for it because, mm. not least, we are faction heavy at this stage. Triple H loves his faction. He
0: loves a faction. I love my faction. Love as well. him. Big, big fan of factions. And
2: something I read um, before coming into the studio, little possibly was a kofi kingston interview um wherein he made an argument that there is a case to be made for a wwe trios title oh thinking new day thinking imperium thinking brawling brutes we are because we're getting so many factions there's an argument to be made that you could you could pitch that and especially if we are going to streamline the shows down and not have this quite clear brand split with all of the tag both the tag titles are on uh, the bloodline, both the, the um, universals. Yeah, all of those there on the bloodline. What if we hit, had a tag title on one brand and a trio title on another? Mm. Especially if we're looking, how are we going to fill these three hours, the five hours of programming every week? I'm kind of into that bringing sanity back i would like to that because i did think they didn't have the good vince didn't know what he was doing with them he just wanted some new faces brought them up and then it was like you know so
0: the story is that sanity were brought up because they were going to do the tag team money in the bank oh and so at that year's money in the bank they were going to have three money in the bank ladder matches a women's and men's and the tag team one so they brought them up because they needed tag teams on the main rosters in order to fill this out Mm. and then didn't do the tag team Money in the Bank, so then we're just left with this tag team that he didn't really want. Mm. So it's like, I don't know, they're coming, I guess. And then they came, and then they left. Yeah, and that was it. That it was it. Was, and and so you'd be
2: forgiven for thinking that it was an, uh, just a just a nothing team that couldn't really do anything. But they had a really solid run on NXT. This was when I was proper watching. Loved NXT. them in NXT. Um, so I I would be intrigued to see it. I do wonder whether or not all of these factions, without anything to do with them, and having everyone be lumped in together, I I, I don't know. It's it's a case of too
0: many people, not enough story. If I if we do get trio styles, mm. uh, in in WWE or six man belt i'd actually like to see them as floating belts so like the women's tag champions you basically just go across the two shows
2: then then your argument is all championships should be that i think this is why i I want to see uh, it in
0: fairness yeah Yeah. that is that's that's been my argument since the brand split in 2002 yeah is that the the, the champions were that yeah champions Mm. were just they could go across both brands yeah
2: and i and i think there's i don't know it's 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 hard to argue a case for sanity, but it's also impossible to argue a case against sanity. I'm kind of intrigued to see it, and I, I, I'm I'm more intrigued to see what they do with this Nikki interference because I it, it because it, she wasn't aligning herself with anyone. Uh, it's it's giving a direction to Bianca. It's providing a distraction between Bailey and Bianca so that they don't have to keep that feud going on because you know either could go against. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ahead of war games.
0: God. War games. Um, yeah i don't know i don't know yeah, also, I, like, I'm, I'm not i'm not sold either way i i yeah i i'm curious to see like I, I said this in my edited review but like this felt like the injection of energy this show needed because this show was flagging a little bit for me like this I show agree. felt it's three hours and this sort of like ending shot here was just like a oh but like but doubly a the show needed it because i thought it was a bit mm. of a, a nothing show but also b I was like, oh, the women's division all of a sudden becomes interesting again. Yeah, because I'm not into this Bailey storyline here because they killed my interest in Extreme Rules. What's yeah? What's interesting is that it, I'm interested
2: in the storyline on SmackDown, but I'm not interested in it on Raw. I'm interested in the tag teams. I thought the tag team offering on SmackDown was actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then suddenly on Raw, I'm like, oh, I'm not. I'm less interested in Bailey now, and I don't know yeah. why that is. So well, you're right.
0: Yeah, I think the Bailey thing just it's not working only because they 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 not killed Bailey because I think that's unfair to say. But Bel-Air Bel- Bel- won three on one and was fine. Yeah. And then for them to try and then continue the story to be like, oh, she'll really struggle three on one. It's like, no, well, she's fine. And then what happened here? She was fine she again. She's fine. So like next week and they'll be like, oh, we're taking out another one of your friends. It's mm-hmm. like, well, she doesn't need the and friends anyway. No. And like while we're waiting for Bliss and Asuka to come back, and then all of a sudden, like your women's division feels massive because it's bella it's bailey it's mm. Asker, it's bliss it's Lorraine because she's now involved in this mm-hmm. and now it's cross that's six people mm-hmm. there that's an amazing little like little mini roster of people mm. not including kai and sky yeah so like it's it's really fleshed out i think do drop where the hell like you know where's uh, she, in? injured is she injured is she okay. injured okay yeah well i i Gagata will probably just randomly drop that into a program yeah. next week <laughs> <laughs> i was texting her Turns i out text she's do drop yeah So, I mean, once she comes back, Triple H will be doing some great stuff with her as well. Mm. Like, I could see them, you know, the women's division on Raw needed something. I feel like Cross, this, like, Cross reveal kind of gave that kind of the thing that I did need for this. And yeah, you're right. We're building up to war games. I could see Cross being on damage controls Mm. side and then trying to, like, tame this wild animal, like, to help them beat... The good guys of uh, LeRae, Belair, Asuka, and Bliss. Yeah, If you do it four on four. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see this. I would like to put out a poll though, Oh, if we can, to, to, to Mod Mother. Mod Mother, if you can hear me, go have a poll, please? Would you like to see Sanity back in WWE? Because I always found them to be quite a divisive group.
2: No, that, that's what I mean when I say I'm not 100% sold. I liked what I saw yeah. back then. I did see it not working, and there is I keep coming back to all of this interference and all of this um warfare and and i'm gonna run into in the middle of your match and there's gonna be all of it factions are hard to get right that's why the bloodline is really good because mm-hmm. they're the one and they mm-hmm. have their internal dynamic um and they're not going against anyone in particular they just are same with the corporation back in the day and you had the corporation versus
0: dx but other than that you didn't really have any other yeah. like, factions i mean they went gang wars in 97 right and you had like the doa and lost Los barriquez and so all this young. sort of stuff but like so the problem right. with it with gang wars is that it actually was a bit pants right uh, when they did it in 97 because mm. it was just a bunch of lads mm. and no one had really like defined. i mean they had to find groups because they all just looked like different toy. they just looked like different action figure sets it's about focus isn't it it's about it's about drive
2: it's about what they're doing why they're doing it and where they're going and i think that if they can do that part of it right there's something to be there's a case to be made for zanti
1: Luxury
2: quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash
0: style. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big
1: Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to
0: not hating you. Well, let's see what you think of this in the Ultra Chats. Get your Ultra Chats into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Really looking forward to reading out every single one of them above the five US dollars. Try my thing again, Dan.
2: Hey! Hey, it, it, do you know what?
0: Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It was just to really concentrate. Yeah. I, I think the magic key is to press it four times. Ah, wow. Once the once you press it four times. That's what
2: gets it to work. Because famously, four is the magic
0: number. <laughs> So we'll read out all of them above the five US dollars before the end of the show. And Mayor of Painsfield, Dan, kicks things off here to say, hello, Luke and other Dan. I hope you're having a big one. Will sanity return? Well, technically, they already did return this year. Alexander Wolf or... Axel Tisha fought uh, as Sanity with Eric Young, theme and all at WXW Tag Fest in October. Will they work again? I don't know. I think Wolf is very happy in Germany. Damo and EY can see with Nikki again. Wolf was uh, not asked back with Imperium, but three out of four ain't bad. Personally, would not need Sanity back. Crazy Nikki is good enough. I mean, good got... enough for him it's good enough for him it's good enough
2: sorry lovely i really enjoyed it yeah um nikki and damo are obviously uh, a lovely couple they certainly are so if you want an incentive to come back to wwe
0: that's kind of that's kind of one of them Um, Also, Triple H brings back Damo, that's another QuizzleMania competitor he stole from (laughs) us. And it's personal at this point.
2: Well, I mean, there were lots of other things in the show that that I felt like were personally directed at both of them. Really? So we'll get in in the same segment. So uh, maybe he is watching and he's like, I'm going to take Wrestle down one by one. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I I think it's a good argument. You know, they didn't bring Wolf back with Imperium uh, when they did do the big reveal at um, Clash. That said, it was a three on three situation with a yeah. Rolling Brute, so it's argument argue arguable that they just sort of kept one away, unless he doesn't want to come back. And and if you are going to consider bringing back Sanity, maybe you keep Wolf away from Imperium. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you know. Benny Boy zero zero four said, "I know everyone is hoping for a Sanity return, but I'd like to see Nikki join Judgment Day and team with Rhea Ripley." Now,
2: interesting that you should say this because. Um, first of all, we remember Rhea and Nikki had their little tag team situation, so that's that's recent history. Even Kevin Patrick oh, might remember yeah. that. Um, I so, actually had forgotten about well, that. Well, they have a little bit of the storyline. Granted, it was a different they era, but for both of them, champions. they were the tag champions. Um, however, you might remember that in the show, and we'll get onto it, there was a backstage segment with the Good Brothers and, and AJ Styles, wherein Luke Gallows said, although they were basically saying, we've got a Rhea problem and we need to fix it which would lead me to feel they need a lady mm. on their team. Well, if we're going to have Nikki Cross as this mayhem to hire, doesn't really like anybody, has beef with everybody...
0: I think if the OC, California, <laughs> we're going to bring anyone <laughs> it's a in. It's is. musical episode today. It right? is. I'm, I'm just feeling a jubilant mood, down. I was really down in the dump we before we started. To, but the second you and I just start chatting, all of a sudden my day brightens up. And I just want to have a bit of fun.
2: I like that energy. A
0: little bit of fun, mate. Um, I, think, I think if the OC, California, we're going to bring someone in. They would bring in a, uh, someone that they were pals with. Someone they've got history well, with. Well, that's why
2: I was going to ask the question later on. I was going to talk about that. Mm. But then because this, this there's all chat. I was mm. like, well, there talk you go. about it now. We'll we'll yeah.
0: bring it, come on to that because I, I really enjoyed that segment. Mm. Uh, and we'll have this last one here from Kevin, who said Truth got a hometown victory. Five out of five raw for me. I was intrigued by JBL and Corbin, but I can say that I don't like them because they found a way to make me not care about a Johnny Gargano match. But Nikki's return was nicely executed, so there's at least that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that with the JBLs because I have stuff to say
0: Yes. well maybe we'll get into that stuff when we talk about the main show, we get the rest of your ultra chats into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support and we'll read out all of them above the 5 US dollars, plus if you are one of our members, you get a free chat and I've seen some free chats come in Hello. from the, from the members, I believe one of them was even by someone who'd renamed themselves to be Mr. Higglesby <laughs> <A> wonderful little <laughs> reference to the Monday Night War so I look forward to reading that out later on now Dan yeah uh this is this is I've got this for just you okay I took this out of my edited review okay because it was running long anyway get a little exclusive so I was i am putting on raw this morning I didn't sleep very well last night oh um lots of like n- nightmares that the kid was in the room and like um in terms of like she was playing in bed with us and then we were asleep so we were ro- rolling over oh not like in a halloween not in a halloween thing no the like, child is evil and gonna kill you no, no, that's no, what i would dream no, about no, she's delightful oh sure um, yeah but she, yeah, she's they just, all seem delightful at first Lou. she's smiley she's happy she's playing around and then, right. but then i'd be like oh no, i'm gonna roll over because my wife's got one of those like hugging pillow things uh oh, when right. she rolls over i'm like you got the kid stop trying to crush the child <laughs> had a lot of these sort of like dreams and nightmares and stuff and i was waking up like every hour and stuff so about like half past five i was like ah, i forgot to make the bottle last night anyway so i'm just gonna go down and just start watching raw now and you know the theme song the raw tonight. greatness oh, feels God. like you were about to do the tonight is the night <laughs> i thought you were gonna do the nickelback one
2: <laughs> i let me tell you the reason that one is in my head because it's funny that you should bring up the theme about two days ago i went back and watched all the openings to raw and decided <laughs> which one and i will say the nickelback it's, it's thorn, in, thorn, thorn in my he, eye. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. But I also have a soft spot for... Oh, yeah, I also have a soft spot for um, the Nickelback one. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it Nickelback? Yeah. We're going to hey. the and Hey. Hey. Also, like, um, I just want to be, want to be loved. <laughs> oh, I forgot that there one. That's my bangers. university one. There yeah, are some absolute bangers on the raw theme front.
0: But the reason why I wanted to bring up this one, because it's like, greatness. Yeah, it feels like greatness. I yeah. couldn't not uh, not unhear him saying, yeah, it's gravy. Yeah, it feels, <laughs>
2: it feels
0: like, like gravy. gravy. <laughs> um, uh, maybe... And it feels like gravy.
2: Well, perhaps we'll have a Thanksgiving edition of the show at some point, and it will feel like gravy.
0: So anyway, I was already chuckling to Wade myself on this show, because it feels like, it gravy. Feels like gravy. just feels like gravy, everyone. <laughs> and then... I was in a proper good mood because of the best thing on Raw, the Judgment Day, opened this show. Love the did. Judgment Day.
2: I have a um, I have a Dominic is dressed. Oh, please, joke. please do. Well, well, do do, do do you get to him and then I'll say it. Uh,
0: yes. So yeah. uh, Rhea opened up by saying that Mummy has known all along that Dominic is a man. Um, and I I thought that was very very cool. And then Damien starts praising Dominic as the greatest Luchador of all time. Oh yeah, he really does. And Dominic's just like he's getting some great heat here, and he's just like, you know what, I uh. I'm this generation's Eddie Guerrero, guys. And actually, no, when I think about it, Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. And I will say that
2: Dominic, dressed like the weird kid on non-uniform day, <laughs> is absolutely living in this role. And I'm thrilled to see it. I know we say this every week, but it's he looks so much more comfortable week in, week out really just like getting into this smarmy knowing what people think about him and leaning into it and it's great to see also
0: he's getting the best heat out he this whole is. group
2: and it's legit it's like, legit it's not, heat. it's not okay i mean I, I think it's it's in in the age of like kayfabe is dead long live kayfabe and all the rest like we, we all know it's a show we all know these are characters these are this is not their real personalities necessarily although i will get on to that in a little bit with another performer in the show. It's. Hard to get people to boo you But there's something fun about booing Dominic Mysterio And he's, and he's really leaning into it And the crowd are really into it as well And that's
0: so much fun to see Dominic Mysterio, I think there's an argument to be made Is The biggest heel mm. He's the number one heel mm. on Raw in terms of the reactions that yeah. he gets, actual heel heat. Yeah. Because Rollins gets babyface reactions. Yes. Crowd just sing his theme song. They do. They don't boo him in what he does. In mm. fact, when Mustafa Ali's getting like when he's beating up Mustafa Ali, the babyface people are singing his theme song. They are, yeah. So yeah. he's not getting heel heat. Yeah. Dom, on the other hand, is getting legit heel heat. Yeah. I can't think of another heel anymore because Bailey's not getting the heat anymore.
2: We got a lovely uh, boo for Rhea despite her impressive. Mm. later on oh so, when she bought it yeah but it's not the same kind of heat it, it, This, this kind of pure i want to boo you you're yep. going to
0: say some words i'm going to boo louder heat it's dom's dom and he like he can just turn to the crowd because he knows he's going to get the heat he's the number one heel on raw right yeah. now and i love it uh the oc came out and basically went shut up yeah <laughs> yeah they yep. didn't even try they're just like rubbish yeah you're How this generation you you're up? this generation james ellsworth very funny uh and then bala was like I started this club, you've been living off my success, and it led into a match with Carl Anderson and Finn Balor. He specifically said, everyone who's been in this club has ridden my coattails. Somebody
2: else who has been in that club is currently a member of the WWE roster. Maybe on the injury list, but Cody Rhodes might have something to say. There are other people involved in that club mm. that I think Balor taking credit for starting that club and being the, the kingpin, Could
0: there's a lot of stories to play yeah, with. There him. actually is, yeah. you're not wrong.
2: And I'm intrigued by it.
0: Uh, I very much enjoyed Carl Anderson versus Finn Balor. It's lovely to see Carl Anderson have a singles match where he's given time to really show like how awesome Carl Anderson yeah. is. Because I think Carl Anderson's great and Balor's great as well. Yeah, exactly. and It's a good opener. I, and it was just... It was really my favorite thing about this, though, is listening to the commentary trip over themselves to talk about Bullet Club without saying Bullet Club. They were like this faction that was over in Japan, this this club, if you will. Yeah,
2: this the the, a a club with uh, some you know
0: a a collective that they were in an ammunition club. They used to team together without (laughs) saying the words Bullet Club. But yeah, I I just really, really enjoyed this. It's a shame that the crowd like the, the great thing about Anderson is. Is that this crowd early on weren't that massively into yeah. Anderson versus Balor because I would wager a lot of this crowd just think like he's the tag guy he was here a handful of years ago yes. and you know they did what they did. But by the end of this match, they were dead into this yeah. and really into the near falls. And I think of all the wrestling on the show, this was the most into, granted it's the opening match, but this was the most into the wrestling this crowd were actually in. Because I think a lot of the other times, particularly later on in the Baron Cord match, you could hear a pin drop. But, there was, but this, is the, this is the thing about the show.
2: This is what was curious about the show to me in general, is that I thought there was a lot of good moments in the show but it did lag, like it did have pacing issues, it it did drag, despite the fact that I actually thought most matches on this card were entertaining in isolation, Um, and I I start to think like, you know, three hours is a long time for an audience to sit there, they also film like main event and other things around Mm. the same time, so it's a long time for those audiences to be into stuff, your opener needs to be fire, and it was cool to see them get into this Uh,
0: into the match yeah um but really the big spot of this match is when everyone's getting involved on the outside like aj gets involved and and, uh, priest gets involved and then rhea ripley Uh. throws doc gallows into the post yeah and he and he takes it like a champ and then she picks him up over her shoulder and body slams him like he's andre the giant and she's hulk hogan
2: it would have been one thing if she did this to carl yep but Luke Luke Gallows is what two hundred and eighty pounds. Oh, it was
0: so, so good, and it was a really good front slam. She and she muscled him up as well. She like absolutely he, did. He helped, but she muscled well,
2: him all the way up. That's Great. wrestling. Yeah. It's balance is making each other look good, and 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 he really did the work to make his body weight go because there was there was a lag. There was held. She held him in the air for a little while before slamming him down which made it look even better so good and then off the adrenaline that she's no doubt feeling because the crowd are so into this whoa moment she's giving it all that in his face she's like who's too sweet now like (laughs) it was so good ria is fire
0: yeah And then uh, she gets like, there's some distraction uh, by Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley low blows Carl Anderson behind the referee's back. So Bally gets the win. I loved all of this. Vintage China. Yeah. And looking back on it now, it's my favorite thing on this show. It was
2: really good. Leaps and bounds. I I
0: kept thinking about it throughout the show, I will say. I
2: liked a lot. Like I say, I liked a lot of individual moments. It's weird to critique a show and say that the overall show itself was fine or, or fine to average despite there being lots of individual moments that I really really liked it's it's that weird thing that I think only Raw really has yeah. where it's I, and I, I, I I'm an Old dog now or whatever the phrase is about saying the same thing over and over again It's because it's too long but this moment was one of those, you're going to want to check the YouTube stats on that. 100%. Yeah. Oh, actually,
0: George, should we, go, should we do that? Yeah, I, I I think that we should. What a great idea. That's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, well, first off, I'll recap the, the, the next segment mm-hmm. because this was a lot. We had like three bits here. So we had a recap of Miz and Loomis last week. Yeah. Then we had Gargano and Miz chatting backstage. Yeah. The Miz is a terrible actor. Excuse me. And he was sort of like, he says, there's no truth behind me and Dexter. There's nothing to say. I don't know what you're talking about, Gargano. Um, and Gargano was like go I'm, i need you to go out there and tell the truth and set the record straight and i wrote my notes here the Miz is in his gear i don't think this is going to happen and then the Miz comes out for a promo and says well here's the truth about me and And i was like so what was that previous segment all about then when you kept banging on that there was no truth between the two of you excuse me I yeah. have to stop you there
2: because mm. you said the Miz was a bad actor.
0: I he is with really bad. He said bad a really good right. line
2: in here. He said, "You're yes. using my name," and I actually respect that. And I, I laughed quite hard at that. I think, of the I think he's,
0: a, he's bad at scripted delivery. Incorrect. I think when he's off the cuff, he's grand. When he is reading dialogue, I mean, I've seen Marine movies. He is bad. He's a I, bad yeah, actor.
2: This isn't Marine movies. This is the Miz in in the
0: flesh. And I, before people have a pop at me for ragging on the Miz, he's not the only bad actor in WWE. There's plenty of bad actors oh, yes. in WWE. He wasn't the only bad actor in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't having a good time. Oh, he's not much better, is he? No. And I thought he was awful in this next. They, they really,
2: they really pitched him weird this episode.
0: Yeah, and I uh, yeah, yeah, they did actually because like he was, I would say he was quite annoying. Yes, in this following, it wasn't segment.
2: that kind of fun, taunting, babyface thing? It was. It was. You're a little dweeb.
0: Yeah, it, a dweeb is a great word. Yeah. And then
2: later on in the Baron Corbin match, good crikey, he was a right little d- He's dweeb The thing there. is, he doesn't need to do any of this. He's good enough. Like he's good. He's enough. good. Enough
0: um so yeah anyway Miz comes out for his promo and he's getting the watch out which means that this crowd weren't really into much of it and Gargano then comes out he said he goes the truth is that uh Cham- that he who should not be named wanted my mind he wanted to learn from me uh but I gave that to Champa and he was just jealous and then Gargano comes out and says that's not what's happening also Champa isn't missing he's just injured weird throwaway line where he's like i'll oh, just text him well
2: i liked the idea that, again it's this, this highlighting that Miz is uh uh i want to use a bad word and i don't know <laughs> the, i don't know the uh alternative for it but he's a he's an s heel he's mm-hmm. a, he's just in this whole thing of like you know I, I, well, yeah like I'm, uh, he wanted to deliver my mind and i was like dude i know what the truth is stop
0: being a knob about it <laughs> let me tell you um and Disappointingly, I can now say that the Anderson Balor video package uh video is doing worse than this segment we're currently talking about now and the match itself that's in terms of its
2: YouTube numbers. The Miz, <laughs> <is> the MVP <laughs> of WWE, it's
0: doing ever so slightly better than Ali versus Theory.
2: I, I, I mean, I, it's because it's not got that. If, if you it has, had just as is the thumbnail, clip,
0: that's what they need. Is that's the thumbnail,
2: man? The isolated clip, I think it would pop off. Um, no, to, to bring it back to the segment, I think that the, um, I, I was kind of into the idea, of, and he was also thinking, dude, Champ is injured. Like the, the, the idea of that being, stop deflecting, just be honest. But then things went mad.
0: Yeah, because what happened here was the Miz said, I want to tell the truth. And that brings out our truth. And at this
2: point, I thought I'd fallen asleep.
0: Yeah, I was like, I read it in my notes here, what is going on?
2: And I will say, what did I write down? And I, I was watching live, so this is again about half one in the morning. By the time our truth came out, I truly thought I'd fallen asleep and started to dream. And then I had my face in my hands, and then, against my better judgment, I started laughing. <laughs> I started quite enjoying myself.
0: The the thing for me here- This rap
2: went on for a long time. Well, that's it.
0: They've got three hours to fill. So they were just like, Truth, you go out there and do your full rap. If you
2: feel me, say what's up.
0: Do both verses, all three choruses. You go out there and do the full thing. Hometown. And he
2: had music in his ears. He had the beat in his ears. He's got his in-ears on. Fair play.
0: So, And Truth is the hometown boy here, so we did some hometown stuff. Miz did some low hanging hometown heat. Uh, they then did the match, and Truth won. Or Truth, we got or Truth <laughs> from Kevin. Awesome Truth imploding here. Like these guys <laughs> were the ones to stop the mi- uh, to stop the Rock well, and I mean, John this, Cena. This, they
2: made these references to the Awesome Truth, and I was like, it was like. An, an alternate universe
0: i was like oh my god that was so long was 11 ago 11 years ago 11 years ago 11 <laughs> years ago the awesome truth versus rock and cena look the same oh yeah they have not aged a day they are
2: killing it on the skincare front
0: um i mean but truth looks exactly like he did when he was k quick in 2000
2: that's alarming to me it rock is killings- has some things there He's... is a, there is a painting of ron killing somewhere <laughs> that is criminal
0: uh, and r truth won with a roll-up when uh, the miz got distracted by what he thought was dexter loomis at ringside but it was actually johnny gargano dressed up as uh loomis so there it is the story does not move on because of course it didn't why would it
2: we get well because now i i would argue the story has moved on because now it's a feud Rather than being a feud between The Miz and Dexter Loomis, it's now a feud between The Miz and Johnny Gargano about Dexter Loomis. And if that's not progression, I don't know what is.
0: Uh, Kathy Kelly was backstage with Candice LeRae. My future ex-wife, Kathy Kelly. I, I know, bud. I know. I love her so much uh she was with candice Lerae, um and they basically just had like a little frank little conversation about like how it's nice to be here didn't really know what was going to happen when i came back so i can sort of sit down and interview but then damage control walk in and they kick kathy out because they are the heels here and then they sort of did their own interview and then in the end bailey like knocks the camera over so yeah. we don't see them beat up candice LeRae, which i thought was a really really nice visual touch
2: i was about to say i quite liked the fact that this um interview was being shot in a different way it was a sit-down interview we had two sets of cameras it just created a little difference yeah, totally. to the usual
0: it was so much better than my guest at this time
2: exactly which we did get later on in the show mm-hmm. but it just is anything that gives you as a fan a reason to go that's different if if only to jolt your brain a little bit mm. i think is a good thing and so i like the fact that we had those se- separate cuts i like the fact that we didn't get to see the beatdown because there is something about the backstage beatdown that just involves a lot of grunting that is akin to when they used to wrestle in the performance center in the early pandemic, uh-huh. which is just like, urgh, urgh, and it doesn't feel as believable. Be
0: louder. We haven't got an audience Exactly. Here.
2: So um, I-, I liked it. I was I was intrigued by this. And I liked the fact that they there were several references to Candace for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like an isolated incident.
0: Why, uh, why did you and Kathy get divorced? Or why will you get divorced? Uh, because she'll
2: realize that I'm not good enough for her. Yeah. No, it adds up, really. We'll be amazing. a beautiful couple, though. Oh you God, you,
0: the pictures you two yeah, will take—the Instagram, your Instagram feed will be so wonderful. They'll be straightforward. You'll all love it, and then
2: you'll all be crying when we divorce. But then we'll have a Miss Elizabeth Randy Savage
0: moment and get back together. Yeah, I think your Instagram feed will be so nice. You'll actually be able to have a Patreon off the back of it, and it will just be like nice <laughs> photos of the two of you, <laughs> just <laughs> in the behind-the-scenes no, it, it, scoops. The, the
2: purest OnlyFans in the history
0: of the world. Yeah, oh, it'll be, oh, such a pure Patreon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean,
2: yeah, if you want to do OnlyFans, that's absolutely fine, but. If she wants to, I'm happy. I'll do anything for <laughs> Kathy Kelly. <laughs>
0: Number two! <tear away. laughs> uh, Matt and Elias had a little chat backstage, and um, this uh, is the segment that's for us. <laughs> I know, because I wrote right here they do some more bongos jokes, so Dan will be happy.
2: Well, l- can I just say this to you here and now? Because we went off the air last week with me having a breakdown about some bongos, and I have to say, in this scenario, I'm fine with the bongos. (laughs) I just don't think it's appropriate for a US title championship contender to prepare for his match by sourcing some bongos. Treat the title seriously. If you want to play with some bongos, this is the time to do it. He said, I've been hitting the bongs all day. That was a little joke for you because you like that joke don't well, you well i
0: did but then you're just doing the same joke that you did last week yeah, so but
2: you liked it very
0: much and this is the segment for us yeah but you know how like anchorman was really funny and then they did anchorman 2 which was all of the same jokes <laughs> but not as good the second time around and they yeah. sat there watching me like these are all just the same jokes we had was last time 10
2: years between the anchorman movies <laughs> yeah. this, was, this was one week so it was seven days yeah. seven days but then we get an interruption and here's where it's the other part for us because um oh before we get to the interruption i think elias was doing a pretty good job here of balancing that whole is yeah. he gonna because he's, he's still good at the moment but you can see justification for a little heel turn if you want to and then we have um, american alpha walk up and start doing some jokes and chad gable says and he might as well have been wearing a shirt that says luke owen i'm looking out for you what's your band name blink 180.
0: 180
2: shoosh <laughs> popped me big time this is a segment for you and me
0: yeah i mean in fairness i did tell that blink 182 story on the same day that they announced their big tour they were doing Apparently, tickets for are very expensive yeah well, yeah well wouldn't you um no <laughs> <laughs> no i would make it so lots of people could come is to blink my games
2: to do the ones who are like we want to if you're moms, moms. Yeah, yeah And then yeah. i think someone in the comments was like oh they still do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course they do yeah. they've got no other material like degeneration x Ooh um but anyway uh i this is a fun little segment also i really liked when uh, they talked about the blink 182 shoot blink One Eighty shoes thing and elias goes like look let me set the record straight we're not in a band and matt Roy really goes oh uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <gasps>
2: i'm sorry i just I, yeah come you've on you've been doing a little bit where you've been getting you gave him his first name back you gave him his intensity back and now we've gone back to where he was and i don't vibe with it but not everything has to be for me.
0: Uh, Austin Theory took on Mustafa Ali. Uh, Rollins was doing commentary and was very distracting. The crowd went very quiet unless they wanted to sing uh, Rollins' theme song. Yeah. Uh, but it
2: was a really, I thought, solid wrestling. So,
0: solid wrestling, but this crowd did not give a flying yeah. F. And Ali had the match won, but Rollins um, distracted and interfered. Uh-huh. And then Theory got the win instead. And then Rollins beat up Ali while the crowd sang his theme song. And then Ali attacked Rollins as he was leaving. But the crowd just didn't really feel it much. Yeah.
2: I mean, I liked the intensity from Ali in this match. He's I the intensity killing it. Happened. He's
0: going for it. His new gear is really great. great. Love his, it. And
2: the look separates him from, he looks like a kickboxer. It's like, it's a good little look for him that separates him from everybody else. Because, I mean, there's an argument that the- Theory and Gargano are both ripped short men with beards and they don't look dissimilar in terms of gear it's good to differentiate yourself in some way ali giving himself this tenacious intensity and the look those those shorts was the drip on that i was great. thrilled with mm-hmm.
0: seth was great on the commentary
2: uh he's in trouble with dana brooke
0: uh i did see dana brooke have a little pop about yeah, this on the old quite, twitter machine dana brooke is quite bothered at, um at seth which i think you know whatever well maybe Um, we'll get daniel brooke versus seth to unify the titles unify the us and 24 7 championship maybe we'll get that you know um but i the the problem here i wrote three things really solid
2: wrestling seth very entertaining on comms another screwy finish and it was the another screwy finish part that got on my nerves a little bit yeah because because i started realizing that it is it's difficult to sort of keep the flow going if you're constantly being like buying into the match buying into the match oh it was a screwy finish like once in, I we're gonna keep saying this, ad while this continues. Once in a while, absolutely fine. Every match on the card, not the one. No, it's not. Uh,
0: Gargano and Miz had a little chat backstage while Gargano was like racing towards um Candice Lorray.
2: Forgot about a pretty sharpish though, didn't he?
0: Because then uh, JBL and Baron Corbin walked up and JBL was like, Bragg Now Junior, you'd have been carrying my bags and then that led to a match because Gargano called him What do you call him? MC Hammer Pants. MC Hammer Pants. And the crowd were crickets. The crowd went mild. Uh, Which doesn't help by the fact, because he called him MC Hammer Pants. Everything was shot from the waist up. So we couldn't see the trousers he was wearing.
2: His trousers were considerably more fitted than they were last week. So even then, it's not, you know.
0: Yeah. And then made fun of Baron Corbin because he's had various different gimmicks recently. Yeah. And the crowd didn't react to that either. Yeah. Um, And it led to a match later on
2: i just don't this is a this is a tiny one and i'm nitpicking and i'm aware but that's kind of why we're here mm. um last week when we were doing the rampage review um there was a they put the jade cargill segment in the middle of the show and weird after, placing for that weird placing for it because we, it had been billed as jade is going to be going to uh, take over the show. the show and if the plan for that segment which was what happened was jade hijacks the show nyla rose steals a car jade gets mad about it put that segment at the start of the show right These are simple details That why is no one, there there are people involved in the scripting and the booking that can think about these details and create a more flowing show. In this segment, and later on in the show, we have Johnny Gargano is worried about his wife who has been jumped in the back, right? He's racing, he's literally racing to see, not now, I've got to get to Candice, Right but then he's interrupted and he decides he's going to do some wisecracks he's actually going to take some time why not have him leaving Candace and be like i've just checked on her she's not well i'm kind of mad about it little details like that make it so that we don't get pulled out of this and so that we do buy into it more and if you're trying to keep the flow you're trying to keep us at- attention you can't skimp on these little details just flip it around a little bit very simple
0: you have a continuity person use them as uh, john robbins would say on the Alison john 5 live Show. Basics Basics Fundamentals. That's exactly it. That is what we're after here. Great video package for Bel Air and Bailey to hype up the main event. And then, oh, I thought this lad had moved to SmackDown. You were wrong.
2: You led us up the Primrose Path.
0: I really did. You really
2: promised me, and I was like, oh great. And then then you text me being like, Do you want to do the SmackDown review this week? And I was like, oh, I have to watch Amos again.
0: There's a bloody report Um, that came out that said he'd been moved to SmackDown, and Wikipedia said he'd been moved to SmackDown. I know that's not a great thing to go by, but I was like, Amos has gone to SmackDown. I don't have to talk about Amos matches anymore. (laughs) And then what lo and behold, the big beggar is walking backstage with MVP, and I was like, Oh, Christmas Day, I've got to watch another (laughs) Amos match. (laughs) Then Amos comes out and is like, it's a four on one handicap match. I'm like, I could not give a f, then, and they just and then he shot. No, I know it's like I was like I cannot be bothered with this, and we got this got this full on video package that showed what happened when Amos met Braun Strowman on SmackDown. Full, they showed the full thing, mm. and then MVP comes out and cuts a promo where he says what happened yeah. on SmackDown. I was like, we really do have three, three hours. hours to fill here, don't three we? Hours. Because we are killing time. Yeah. And then Amos had a slow, plodding, boring 4-on-1 handicap match where mm-hmm. he looked boring, and he looked bad, and he looked rubbish, and the crowd got so un-into this, mm-hmm. and then he won, and I don't care go to SmackDown so I don't have to watch your stupid matches anymore. And I hope once this Braun Strowman thing is done, I have never seen a guy on this WWE roster that has been given chance after chance after chance after chance to get over and has not gotten over. I think the Amos experiment is done.
2: I like it when you get angry. This <sighs> is fun. I really have a good time. But you're completely right. <laughs> I will say I did enjoy the segment on SmackDown. I said this in the review. It was a thing where I, I, I against all expectation, when... um. Amas is towering, t- towering over, towering over, <laughs> over him. He's towering over Braun Strowman. I did go. Oh, he's a big man, though. I did like. I did buy that, into it for that a second. Great.
0: But Braun's not that tall. But but, but Braun is built as the there's monster. Pe- there's people on the roster bigger than Braun Strowman. I and think like, Gallows is like the same height as him. But I but I, that's not how he's presented,
2: and he's usually presented against smaller people. So getting that visual of someone massive yeah. was quite thrilling Consider- because then we we went back to just oh and, and the only difference between this week and last week was, was double the amount of people in the ring and they were all someone with the nickelodeon logo on his like
0: yeah like even on commentary they were like oh, i mean Braun's never been in a ring with someone as big as i was like you can't match with the big show who is taller than him we've done this the big show doesn't exist i'm <laughs> sorry paul white but I, mean, I, I i could not give a flying smeg about this It was dead boring mm. Uh, and it came at a point in the show when i was kind of ready for this show to be over and there's like uh, still an hour and a bit to go
2: i did write that i think sometimes maybe trips is booking these things to keep vince at home like he's <laughs> like,
0: like no, no no i'll still do that thing that you like just stay home i promise also i mean i've seen some people in the comments there being like he's this generation's great carly carly had a bit of charisma about him <laughs> carly had some presence about him and moss has got nothing did about he? him Carly had a bit of presence about him when he walked like... to the ring. It was like, "Oh wow, look at that dude there!" And he would shout Carly when he did things. It was amazing. He wants some I didn't competition.
2: I was in the presence of a Carly Stan,
0: but um, Carly guess... was awful. When Carly won the belt. He held it upside down. It was like oh my David Arquette 2.0. Oh my it. god! But I, I, I will. I'll go on this campaign. The great Carly is better than a Moss.
2: Oh, but that's not. That's the easiest campaign in the world. At least put your effort in. Try and convince <laughs> me that um, that the great Carly is better than. Uh, Kevin Nash. Nash is way uh. Was a great. Oh, sorry. I see what you're, you're saying. saying that. That's that's that. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. you to do a difficult campaign.
0: Uh, well, I, mean, I could probably do that one as well. The great Carly never no showed an event because he was going to lose, whereas Kevin Nash did that multiple times. That's fair. Win that one as well. Uh, Elias then took on Chad Gable, interference and distractions by Otis, uh, but Chad Gable is so good. <laughs> I know, but then Elias won anyway uh, with his little swinging neck breaker thing. Um, got time and it was okay, but the crowd did not care. You could hear a pin, you could hear a pinch. Which drop is
2: frustrating because the 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 need to the moonsault great great was, great was fantastic. Uh, Gable, uh, this I did write this down. He excites me. I want him to be seen by casual viewers for what he is, rather than as Al Snow, because I know that everyone has their place on the roster, but gable is too good he's too good. too good to just be a complete jobber and when he locked in that ankle lock nothing nothing Never, crowd no reaction nothing at all and that not. upset me so that's what i mean when i say he wants to win i don't mind if he he will remain really good because his work is so good but i have gone back on my initial assertion based
0: on the lack of crowd reaction to someone as good as chad gable that he needs to do have some wins and then uh, Alpha Academy beat down Elias after the match and Riddle came down to make the save. He did. Uh, this, I thought, was genuinely very funny. Gallows uh, was backstage with Anderson and AJ and Anderson is there with an ice pack on his nads because uh, <laughs> Rhea Ripley hit him with in, in the balls. Yeah. And he's like, look, we've got ourselves a real problem. But of the three of us, I'm the best with women. So I'll go and sort this. I'm the Rheolution <laughs> yeah. that we need here. And he walks out and AJ's like, He's terrible with women. And Anderson's like, yeah, I know. And then we go to an ad break. We come after the ad break and Gallows walks in holding his nuts. Yeah, He steals the <laughs> ice back off of Anderson and puts on and is like, "Jimmy, me, gib me the balls.
2: It's good, funny
0: genuinely stuff. very funny. Like yeah. when you script Gallows and Anderson... We get old day and we get very bad comedy yeah. segments. This is them just being them. Yeah. It was really, really funny. I yeah. really enjoyed this.
2: I did I did too. And I was intrigued by the, the, the we have a real problem, what are we going to do about it? Because you do have a real problem. Yeah, unless you go into a sort of, uh, you know, intergender wrestling situation, which they have been shying away from because of optics, you're going to have to bring a, a lady girl in. Do they have a lady girl that they...
0: Can we have some suggestions from the from the, yeah, the peanut
2: gallery i would like that who
0: could be the 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 re-illusion?
2: is i, I maybe this is a blind spot for me is there any are there any uh, in nxt no i was thinking more in the bullet club have there been any female not really because new japan members. don't really do like this is what i'm like, thinking yeah so it's not necessarily that gallows and anderson have never really done anything with any any women aj's
0: never had a program with any women who that's why i keep coming back to the team with Liv Morgan. When they were facing off against Judgment Day, but live now doing her own thing over on SmackDown. That's actually true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, she's she's now well removed. Nikki is uh, the only one I can think of. Uh, Ivy Nile is one that jumps out to me. I think Ivy Nile would be really mm-hmm. Ivy Nile in NXT. She's yeah, she's she's like a, a big muscle girl. Oh, Okay, she's quite cool though. Uh, so Mia Yim, I'm getting oh, here God, <laughs> <Yim>. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Love Mia. Uh, Lacey Evans, Mia Yim, I think is a good shout. Yeah. Charlotte's not massively into the idea of Charlotte like Charlotte, Charlotte is the weirdest place to use Charlotte and it feels like a huge downgrade for Charlotte in a way I've seen a Beth Beth's a great yeah Beth's too involved with uh she, I,
2: I, I, she's got she's got that she's got beef with Judgment Day she has got beef with Judgment Day but it'd be weird for her to come back and not Edge not Edge yeah not I agree. given that the reason Edge is
0: now away is because she had a head bashed in okay well Homestar fans clearly my kind of guy because he said Claire Lynch she so Claire Lynch. so there was a storyline in TNA when uh christopher daniel was it daniels it was bad influence i think so uh daniels and kazarian had the this dirt on aj styles that he Gre- was av- oh
2: with with a
0: baby <laughs> yes yeah i
2: remember this yeah this is one of my this is
0: one of the ones where i was like all right i'll watch that video with, with claire lynch yeah and the the the, the actor that they had hired in to play this claire lynch character was very very bad and everyone made fun of her online for being bad yeah and then she stopped working for tna and quit doing the storyline because she was doing stuff for the like the home network channel for like you know sort of like selling things uh-huh. you know like shopping channels like and UBC. things like that and she was like all oh, this pad press is like making it harder for me to get jobs oh my god so she had to stop doing stuff with tna tna it was below her yeah. to do tna because she was trying to get work on the shopping network. the shopping network. network goodness gracious yeah so, I, i'm into that yeah I so Thank you very much, Claire Lynch. Let's bring her back. Uh, then we got Baron Corbin versus Johnny Gargano.
2: Here's an example of someone being a heel by just being themselves.
0: Yeah, uh, so JBL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JBL just
2: came out and immediately started talking about Woke Snowflakes and, and, you know, you're responsible for these millennials and Gen Zs. And I was like, oh, you absolute Republican. Get out of my life.
0: So JBL cut a promo is about, yeah, Gen Z. And I was like, Johnny Gargano is 35. You call him Gen Z. Well, Z is the way to say the letter. Yeah, but none of us in the, this country really say Gen Z. Gen Z. Well, I would say Gen Z. He is Lord Z. He's not Lord C. <laughs> <Z. laughs>
2: <laughs> Good point, well made.
0: <laughs> Come on. Basic basics fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got yeah. kind of a promo on Gen Z. And I was like, Gargano's 35. Like he's yeah. a he's A, he's a millennial. Also B, he's younger than Baron Corbin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um anywho. Um so Okay, so that was problem number one I had with it, but that was a very minor thing. This match was Corbin beating up Gargano slowly and slowly and ploddingly, and it was deafeningly silent in the in the arena. Yeah. And then at one point, Kevin Patrick said, Gargano winning here would be a major upset. And I'm like, why? Not just four minutes ago. You said he's a triple crown NXT yeah. winner Why would it be an upset if Gargano won this match? That's just something to say, is it? Yeah, and then Gargano acted like a goofball by stealing JBL's hat Distracted himself like a big idiot, and then JBL tripped him on the apron and Corbin won. Boring it was
2: I have to say I I personally think that I was thinking during the match this is a good uh, way of getting us to care about baron corbin in a heel context having jbl come out and do commentary it, it, it feels like appointment you want to sit down and watch that like it's I, l- I like to. him and corey i like him and corey too i i i have a lot more time for baron corbin than i think most people do i love there was a great little bit right at the beginning where gargano's on the ropes doing a little you know hello everybody i'm here to wrestle now and uh, corbin kicked the ropes to be like it was nice little heel mm. nonsense i really enjoyed that I think Corbin's got some stuff to him. I think that the partnership with uh JBL, like we said last week, has has her potential. But then Johnny Gargano starts putting the thingy on his head and starts doing little dances and it just was like dweeb. Yeah. Dweeb. dweeb. Now I want to see you get your head
0: off. And I don't I don't want that because I like Johnny Gargano very, very much. Yeah. No, I'm with that ultra chat we had earlier It was like he made, he made me not care about a Johnny yeah. Gargano match. And that that takes some skill, that it takes was some doing. Yeah. Um and then oh, Kath- um but also um JBL standing up in fear that
2: corbin might lose was a lot of fun and then corey's like oh you, you're just adjusting your seat
0: there it's like yeah it's very warm in here I, I loved that stuff i think jbl's really good in this Because mm. jbl's very good at being a knob and, yeah and, and that is what he is doing here and i like him and corey it basically kevin just goes quiet for the mm-hmm. whole match because it's just he do not like, don't say anything in case they bully you
2: yeah but also i i, I also liked the i like the wrestling in this match i think there was a lot of really good wrestling on the show it just yeah. was the storyline the telling within the stories of the matches and the crowd being relatively quiet this week, because it was an exhausting three-hour show, made it hard to really keep that momentum and keep that flow. And you read this—this this was the point where I was like, "This show needs something now." Yeah, please.
0: Uh, and then lastly, the things to talk about: we have talked about the main events, was Kathy interviewing Bianca Belair, and we got a great video package for Brock
2: and Bobby. The, the, I wrote this down that the video package editors have always been the real MVPs. Yeah, really. The are. They really. And this episode, the one with Bianca and the one with Brock, was evidence of that. Great. You know, really, yeah. really good.
0: So yeah, uh, overall, I ended up giving the show on the edited review four out of five, and that was actually well, I was off the back of the Nikki Cross thing because like it was a, like a standard episode of Raw, so I was like all the way three out of five, and I was actually even thinking downgrading it to a two.
2: I'm a two and a half.
0: Yeah, and I think that is more than fair. I think I actually overscored it really mm. when I think about it more. But I was just like the Nikki thing, just like there was all this injection of energy, and I was like, oh, actually, yeah, maybe think- maybe I'm just I'm looking back on some of the other things unfairly, but no, it actually was quite a boring show. I think that's it though,
2: is when you look at the moments. There are some really fun moments. There are some really good matches. There are some really the, the Nikki crossing was a good return. Great opener. Good moment with the Good Brothers. The rear uh, front slam. Lots of good individual moments. So why doesn't it flow? It it's hard to get a five star show out of a out of three ou- five star show out of three hours. Yeah.
0: Because it just feels
2: plodding. That's the that's the difficulty. I think.
0: It's doing Lord of the Rings every single yeah, week. Yeah. It's not 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 easy to do. Um, barely do Lord of the Rings. So yeah, I mean, let us know what you thought of this show over in the Ultra Chats while I get up. Oh, we don't actually have any more Patreon shoutouts to do. Okay. We did them all. Good go us. So well done us. But thank you all. Actually, I mean, I will put over Patreon though, because uh, tomorrow on Patreon, it's the last of our Wednesday uploads for the month of October. And it is Ollie Davis and myself reviewing TNA Bound for Glory 2005. Been
2: very excited about this.
0: Very excited. I love TNA Bound for Glory 2005. I think it is a uh, great show that is both the best and worst of TNA all wrapped up into one. Give me the main event. So the main event is supposed to be Jarrett versus Nash Uh for the NWA World Championship. However, Nash had a health scare the night before, so he couldn't wrestle. Right. So according to the reports at the time, halfway through the show, they decided what the main event was going to be. And what they ended up doing was a 10-man over-the-top gauntlet battle royal and the winner of that would then face jeff jarrett for the title uh-huh. the and there's like 20 minutes left of the show by the time they start the gauntlet match Oh, okay so that takes up quite a bit of time mm. and it's won by rhino of all people despite <laughs> yeah. the fact that joe and aj were in the yeah. match and then rhino beats jeff jarrett in five minutes to win the belt i didn't know that was a thing that happened. yeah he was the nwa world's heavyweight champion for a very okay, brief okay. period of time, because then Jared out. just wins the belt back in a few weeks' time. Yeah, but, which, was, which was the plan. Nash was supposed to win the belt on the night. There's a lot of this is all covered in the show tomorrow, and then Jared winning back on the special. Mm. But yeah, it was a fascinating little match. The AJ Daniels 30-minute Iron Man match mm. is really good. The opening match is Samoa Joe versus and Thunder Liger. Oh, hello. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, really that, good. That, yeah, they have an Ultimate it. X match where the finish is completely bollocksed, and they have a, a world tag title match between america's most wanted and um the naturals however all of the video package is about amw versus team 3d because that was the story they were telling but team 3d were written off the show the team 3d come out at the end of the show so i'm like why didn't you just do amw versus team 3d Uh, but anyway, let's get into the rest of your remaining Ultra Chats. That'll be available tomorrow at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. This is ding, 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 your last call to get subs in. And sorry, get your chats in because I was pressing the subs Yay. button. I got it working. Sky Shadow Run says, hey, hey, hope you're doing well. I would absolutely love a sanity return. I think everyone deserves a second chance after Vince, honestly. My biggest deal breaker is they must have that music back most of the entrance music is so generic nowadays i Ain't agree the truth.
2: often you, you hear a music hit and then you're like who's this no, and you're waiting for the it's the same way as when uh, they had that m- massive close-up on roman going who's this <laughs> um although ironically now aj has one of the most iconic and noticeable mm. entrance themes um but yeah i agree with you completely uh
0: the poll result of would you like to see Sansi back in wwe 74 percent said yes yeah, so that's yes, very so nice it. to see rob buck says hello gents california never gets old also even though nikki attacked all the damage control i really think we're uh having her on the i think we have our war games team set that's what we were talking about earlier maybe bailey manipulates nikki because it's better to have her with them than against them just a thought yeah
2: we've got the the women the the, the baby face female war games team set. We have needed one extra on the on the damage control side, and maybe Nicky is that person.
0: Yeah, Ziggy Gamma says, "Props to r truth for dropping a grand slam reference when he pointed at the Miz during his round." He did do that. Many boys. Two boy-
2: grand slams, isn't he? Twice the grand slam. I don't, I don't care.
0: The Miz supremacy. The lo- there's loads of people who are Grand Slam champions. Dolph Ziggler's. Yeah, but there
2: aren't many people who were two-time Grand Slam champions no, like Mike the Miz Mizanin. Reality check for Luke in Next. <laughs>
0: Benny Boy zero zero four. Probably the minority here, but I'd be up for a Gargano our Truth tag team.
2: You are in the minority there. Yep. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Uh, my buddy Cliff here n sixty four life said hello you two from Maladel Pal Pal Platter. Mel Dal Plata in Argentina. Um, I watched Raw live last night as a respectable time for once. I've just joined, so I have no idea where you are on the show, but my addition is I like the silliness of the R-Truth segment. Silly nonsense for the win.
2: I did have a laugh at it, Luke. I'm sorry. I did. You're right, but But I I
0: mean, here's the thing. My reaction to it was like, R-Truth coming out here and doing a full three minute rap and then doing a jinx joke with Gargano is befitting of this Loomis story.
2: It is. I just wish Johnny Gargano wasn't in it.
0: Yes, I I agree. You know, I said in my did review that actually a lot of the jokes landed, but the ones that didn't got over like a fart in a spacesuit. That's tr- very
2: very very well accurate, yeah.
0: Finn Brennan, what's the crack lads? Hope you're doing well. I've just got off a 7-hour shift, which what? sucks, but it means I get to Ultra Chat live. Who do you think Uncle Howdy will be? Bray what? Yeah? Yeah. I think it's all of them are Bray Wyatt. Every single one of them is Bray Wyatt. I think that's the Wyatt Six. Mm. It's all different versions of him. And I like that idea. Me too. I love it. Jack Oss, just all kinds of Wyatt stuff, uh, said, Hey guys, waiting for your podcast excuse me. I just wanted to ask, what do you feel about Bianca Belair as champion currently? Firstly, I can't wait for Bailey or someone else to take it off her. Very one-dimensional and boring reign. I feel like she has no story. That's the problem.
2: I think that I like the fact I liked, it's, it's, it's a bit bobbled, isn't it? It's a bit Bobby, Bobby Lashley. I quite liked the promo backstage with uh, my love of my life, Kathy Kelly, because she uh, it, it, when you're out in the ring, I think there's a little bit of baggage because you're looking for audience reaction and things like that. And I think that when she's in that scenario, Bianca's promos aren't as good as they could be backstage you get a level of intensity and i'm actually when she she delivers in the ring every single time this match was great the latter match was really entertaining Awesome. um i I think it is a lack of a story i think that's the main problem Yeah.
0: yeah um i actually i'm going to disagree with you on a point you made earlier i i think the reason that you and kathy will get divorced is because she's on the road so much and she would feel very bad that she's leaving you at home so much and she's like you're too much of a nice guy Dan I'm you happy to, to travel with her. you need to go out there and spread your wings and find someone you can be with all the time and be able to give your love to all the time
2: I'll follow you Kathy I'll follow you anywhere you go
0: <laughs> but not in a creepy way
2: No, 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 in like a respectful way. I'll do my other things while I'm- (laughs) I thought I'm freelance, so I can work from anywhere. I can hot desk, you know? That's not a problem. In a a respectful way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No no simping here, thank you. Although- a lot of simping <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um sarah stank said one out of five show too many distraction finishes plus just some genuinely terrible television also i don't care about sanity so the idea of coming back does nothing for me I was really hoping we'd see some big changes in wwe with the old man gone but no i think that's unfair because i think we've seen major changes across the show what one one Okay to bad show yeah. does not undo all of the good work that Triple H has done up until this point I agree
2: completely i i I think there has been some really exciting, really engaging moments, and I think even within the show, a focus on wrestling and a focus on longer matches is evidence of that. I however do agree that this show was one like one to two out of five yeah um
0: you know Gar Monroe may only be a few weeks in, but uh, for me Kevin patrick isn 't ready to lead raw he 's more of a voice over a highlight show guy. Thoughts on JBL replacing KP to be color commentary with Corey taking the main lead? I don't think that's uh, No, a uh, Corey's a color guy. He's a really,
2: and he's a, I, th- I think a good color guy. I know what you mean about KP. I think uh, still. this is still week three. He's still got time to grow. But he, the unfortunate thing about being the main voice of Raw is that you have to get good quick yeah. because you are the voice of the show. Okay, and
0: then Burke. Yeah. And
2: Anverk's just like, they, they put him out there and he floundered yeah. and they were like, this isn't working. It's just not working. I, th- I think it's hard to do. I think that, um you know, even Michael Cole, you know, took a long time oh. and only recently he's going to be able to find his stride.
0: Look at Cole in 99. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Awful, awful commentator. Mm. And it took him a the really dog poop. long time. <laughs> the dog poop. Steel stairs. Mm. What are chair shots? Like, it's. Lots of bad Michael Cole stuff, but like he did get better over time. Yeah. And it does take time to get this. But yeah, for me, Kevin's not working currently, but I'm not ready to give the give him the heaphoe just yet. Also, the idea of JBL and Corey, that's two heels. You, no, and no, I can't no, be no, doing no. with two heels. To
2: me, I'm, I'm, I, I I'm, mean, you know, it's Mara Ronaldo, but then he doesn't want to travel. So, you know, yeah. What are you going to do?
0: Uh, Gabriel Reyes said, I'm probably reading into this, but I took Bailey pushing the camera down as a ruse, mainly because they typically show the beatdowns. Like maybe Candace has aligned with damage control there will be a shock heel turn at war games. Triple H does love his heels. That's an interesting thought because we didn't see the no, We down an arm. I always we? say if
2: it's not on screen, it's not canon. That's right. So.
0: Uh, do you think people like gargano are struggling to get over because they're not used to the main uh, they're not used to the main roster crowd and they're used to the NXt crowd which are different audiences entirely how do you think triple H could adapt them to the new audience it's it's let's retraining the audience to and um, like to we're having longer matches and these are the things that you you get into you're right like it is the wwe audience has been trained? for the last 40 years Mm. to accept a certain style of match and now they're being like and now here's a completely new style that we're going to be presenting on tv so it's going to take it's just going to take time to delicate mix but the best thing that triple h can do is to not panic and hit the reset button and go back to an old way is to keep going and be like no this is the new thing that we're doing and this is why when we talk about
2: the like when i brought up the trio titles before in my head when i think about the show i'm thinking rather than having it be three hours of raw i'm thinking of it breaking up those three hours and having one hour where it's like almost like a, a mini show in and of itself. And then you have the main storyline shows where it's like, or, or, you know, they used to have like war zone and then Rory's wall, mm-hmm. have a different vibe for each of them. They used to do it on nitro as well. I don't know. There's something it's, it's, it is retraining the crowd. It's, it's letting the casual viewer know that there's a different energy to the show because this show has been made this way for 20 plus years. Really. If you go back to watch anything from 2014, 2012, even like it, it, it's all very homogenous and very similar. Um, and if we're looking to put a bit of intensity back we're looking to change the style of wrestler that the the casual audience and the audience who are going to pay their tickets to come to the show to see that takes time mm-hmm. so it's it, you're exactly right it's not panicking and, and and just trusting in your vision trusting that eventually it, it will come good yeah and i hope it will
0: i uh, well, hot tag to you for uh, okay. chris's chat here where
2: are we there we go Uh, hi guys nothing on Raw this week but I wanted to ask if you've seen Alexa's interview with Metro where she speaks how all the hate and cruelty she gets on a daily basis affects her if you think she's more likely to walk away from the industry entirely in 2023 I mean she looks like she's she's not looked like she's having a good time
0: she's had a bad year Yeah. in terms of like she's had nothing to do all year long
2: and and she said i actually haven't read the full interview but i have read uh uh, highlights from it and she did say that you know it it, it's the negativity people can she's she's been on record as saying people are allowed to have their opinion she's also saying that like when that opinion goes too far and becomes about the person rather than about the character that they're playing on television that's too much she said she talked about being emotionally and physically exhausted and then you get that on top of it and it's just one step too far this is why I think an off season, I think having wrestlers not, it doesn't, you don't have to be injured to be allowed to go on holiday for a little bit. Have you as a performer refreshed, have your character refreshed, and you come back and there's something to do is a really positive thing for, you know, they always talk about how wrestling has no off season. I think maybe it should. I don't want to see her walk away entirely. I wouldn't blame her for having a break. You remember Jericho took a break in like 2005, 2007 to mm. go off and do Fozzy, came back re energized. There's something to be said for it.
0: There really is, yeah. And like, you know, we, we we talk about this a lot, but hate online is there's no, there's no place for no. it. Like attacking someone for personally for a wrestling character you portray on screen. Like it's like it's it's one thing when people like come after me and send me crack online. Yeah. Because like. I gave some opinions that they don't agree with, this and and, and then you know start calling you names and saying this that, and the other. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, but I'm not I'm not playing a character. No, but like people going after Alexa because like she ruined the fiend or whatever is a completely different thing. Like the, that's not your target of your ire. The uh, the ire should be going towards WWE
2: for bad creative and Vince McMahon for picking that character off him exactly. and giving it to her instead. Yeah. And it's this whole thing of of not being able to see the wood for the trees and keyboard warriors and all of this stuff like that because like having been a person with a public facing like uh, job for the past 10 years it does get to you at the mm, end of the day you're still totally. a person and like like you say doesn't, on, in this context if you don't agree with an opinion that I have about a wrestling show, that's fine. If you're going to say you own you're the your, your AEW Mark or a Shiller, or anything like that, it's fundamentally incorrect because we say good things about and bad things about both shows. It's when you start getting personal. In my experience, if you start talking about a person's look about a person's character, about a person's, I mean, I mean, personal character, not character on television. If you start talking about the, the, their physical appearance or their attributes and you start, it, it gets really toxic and it does affect you on a personal level. And I'm, uh, youtuber from britain right she's international superstar alexa bliss i can't imagine what that's like for her so i would highly think before you tweet and give these people a little break yeah you know uh yeah aaron says uh hi guys raw really needs a top champion with aw having too many belts is the opposite for wwe oh wait we
0: have quizalmania <laughs> champions also omos Cry laughing emoji face. Also, shout out to Aaron. It's been a member for 15 months in a row there. And yes, they do have our quizlemania tag team champions in mm. the Good Brothers. Yeah. Although I think at this point, there are three different tag team champions. Because I think there's the Good Brothers. There is Will and Denise. And I think Stephen Larson. So you've got tag team champions, interim tag team champions. And then interim, interim, interim,
2: interim tag team, team champions. champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: oh, no, like it was like, like Sean and RJ City won the belts. And I think there are other... There are interim champions, mm-hmm. and then Denise and Will are our interim interim tag team champions. So much like AEW, you have too many belts in Quizzlemania. Yeah, and re- but it's all the same belt because yeah. we've also got two <laughs> different Quizzlemania champions in Will Washington and technically Sullivan.
2: Yeah, well, fix
0: it. So yeah,
2: I would like to say, but I, I agree i think a world champion just a focal point of the show which in Venice they do with the women's championship for yeah. they did for a, a solid run especially so in early damage control and it did work it's just now that that got stale what's next yeah you know um charles berg has been a member for 18 months in a row um i ruined his theme for pete and dan now it's your turn luke the start of roman's theme song sounds like patrick star saying lead Lee." i'm not a spongebob I, I, neither am i no
0: i mean I, i'm i'm pushing 40 so spongebob was way after my time
2: and i just didn't pay attention everyone else around me thinks it's weird that i didn't watch spongebob but it's i was watching sabrina change which so
0: if you want to make a reference to that which is weird because that's like my childhood show that's we're not that as, far apart in age i am no, no, so I, young i know, I know. yeah well, i keep, and I I keep forgetting great Energy. That. i'm yeah. basically 22 um so yeah I, I have seen the movie though seen the the, the first spongebob Sponge movie. movie and it's, it's very very funny yeah uh but i i, I do not know what patrick saying leader leader lee sounds but like. rest
2: assured pete was very upset about that so.
0: yeah yeah well that, I, grand, i'm grand I, I'm, I'm glad that it ruined pete's day
2: <laughs> uh, sky Shadowrun says hey again i was wondering if you could please explain the idea of triple h removing gimmick premium live events i never got to watch takeovers
0: before 2.0
2: took over so i was wondering if that meant no elimination chamber or hell in a cell and the rest i
0: think it means this was actually what we were going to do was our um content club episode last week mm. before you know everything else happened um, so i think it means more like hell in a cell it's removing tlc mm. it's removing um so it's not extreme rules but i think those are the two kind of main culprits uh, I and actually you know what I actually wouldn't be against them removing Elimination Chamber and just saving the Elimination Chamber to just do sporadically throughout the year. Or, you know, once a year, but it doesn't have to be at Elimination Chamber. Because the my... Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, well, yeah. Because my, my problem is with gimmick pay-per-views. Elimination Chamber has this problem, as does Hell in Cell, as does TLC. And I actually think, so does War Games with Survivor Series. And it happened when you're in NXT as well. You have already assigned yourself a gimmick match that you have to do at that show, as opposed to arriving at that gimmick match Mm -hmm. when the storyline requires it so like in nxt every late october november time all of a sudden four lads would just crop up to have a match against the uh, undisputed era and it's like these four lads all of a sudden four lads have got you know beef with Mm -hmm. them and we have to like come together to do war games but it's always in november and So I kind of want to move away from that. Just having Hell in a Cell be a match that happens at a pay per view when the storyline requires it. Elimination Chamber when a storyline requires it. Yeah, I think that I think that I actually feel differently
2: about Elimination Chamber. I think I agree completely about everything else. Hell in a Cell is something where it's like, oh, now we're doing this match, but it's Hell in a Cell because it's November or whatever Hell in a Cell was. I think uh, it should be the point that the story builds so much that the only way these two can be contained is Hell in a Cell and you should wait for it. In fact, I stop the event and don't give us a Hell in a Cell match for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Because it needs to have that. You know, I remember that um, uh, the, the, the uh, who was it? It was Nash and Triple H and, and Austin was like, Hell in a Cell! And it was like, whoa! Um, it's that same, you know, kind of reaction that you're after. Elimination Chamber feels different for me because it's a multi-person match. And because of the nature of the match, I actually quite and especially when there were two champions, I actually quite liked the fact that we had the, the because there is one famous gimmick pay-per-view that nobody brings up in this conversation. Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. And why? Because it's the Royal Rumble is about an opportunity for, for later. When if you didn't win the Royal Rumble, you have your second opportunity to get into the main event at WrestleMania so if you managed to win the Elimination Chamber. Cool. Um, that for me is how you deploy something like that maybe you move around money in the bank is a similar thing i like the idea of there being a pay-per-view it's this year it's the opportunity for you to grab this this Mm -hmm. you know then again i liked the match when it was in um in wrestlemania but i but i i kind of i'm not mad about it being a pay-per-view in its own right because i like that that's how you do themes right just putting on matches in a hell in a cell because it's november is not the way to do
0: it yeah Um, i I wouldn't mind dropping the money in the bank pay-per-view and moving that to just being a a wrestlemania match again problem is (laughs) is that it's you want to do the men and the women's one. Yes. unless you can unless you stick with being a two night event then you yeah. can do one on one night one on the other that's night true.
2: that's true i mean that, then but the, the argument against that is that it's too many ladder matches and and you know do all ladder matches look the same and does it have the same effect i quite like extreme At least rules it's on being on two a different nights night, yeah. as opposed to being on the same show that's true that's true i do like the idea of um extreme rules because it's it's the especially this year when we had stipulations for everyone they didn't all work but i like there being a different stipulation match and this is where you know it's it's that that's a theme that I can get behind. I agree,
0: yeah. That but, yeah. the Extreme Rules I, I, for me is not a gimmick paper. It is a gimmick paper, pay- view, pay- but I think it's more like you know when they did Fatal Four Way. Yes. Or they, oh god, yeah. You know they did tables that. Bad- yeah, exactly That's kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's more what we're looking to move away from, I and know. I and I'm all for that yeah, as well. Yeah, me too. Um, I'll, I'll I'll take this one. Okay. Actually, no, I think it's probably better if you if you read okay. this.
2: Okay. Uh, Laramie Eschner says. I used to be a fan of this channel until Luke had the audacity to say that Mikey was the third best turtle when he is objectively the best. He's Sami Zayn, for God's sake. The order goes, Mikey, Ralph, Donnie, Leo. Anyway,
0: cowabunga, Dan. But not you, Luke. Look, it all depends on which turtles you had. So, 87 turtles for me... I don't think Mikey is the best one. However, if you said to me it was like 2013 I'd be like, yeah, I think arguably Mikey is the best of the lot. Uh, but if you're looking at turtles in time, like it's not he's not the best one. If you're looking at the movies, I don't think he's the best one.
2: So much analysis between you and the chat and the comments have gone into these turtles that I'll be honest with you,
0: entirely passed me by because <laughs> I was too busy watching Sabrina Teenage Witch again, well, again. But I think you fell into a, uh, the poor generation in, in this time because, like when I, I, I was a child, I had mm. the eighty-seven turtles. And by the time you were of that age, the turtles were basically dead. And the turtles just went on hiatus for ten years, yeah. Unless you kind the new generate like the new mutation live-action series, which is quite bad. I was born right on the cusp of the nineties. Exactly. So. Yeah. So I think you're you're the nineties kind of missed the the turtles bandwagon it's sort of like it didn't have a 90s it just had some nostalgia for the 80s one then you get into the mid early 2000s you get the 2003 series which you know i i've got no nostalgic feelings towards i think it is okay but if Mm. you were a child then it's the best one 2013 turtles though is amazing it is a quality show every single season maybe the last one is absolutely perfect television i cannot get enough of it, and mikey in that show is so so great you feel as passionately about these turtles as
2: i feel about karen walker from will and grace and i quite respect it
0: yeah i mean i it honestly but i think if you were to collate them all together if you declare all the different variations of them together i think mikey's the third best one he's no he's no donny because donny's the best one he's no Raph because Raph's at least got some interesting character to him but you know, last Ronin, so I can't completely go against the lad. Infamously, you have a lot of time on your hands, Luke.
2: So if if you ever, on the many days where you find yourself kicking about with not a lot to do, mm. um, if you ever feel like drawing a graph about these, I would like. Oh, I mean, there's a YouTube it.
0: video in all oh, of yeah? this where you would do like a ranking of all the turtles I agree. Uh, from all the God different tier. iterations. Yeah, do it through all the comics and the uh, various different iterations of the IDW stuff there's there's plenty to be done here Mm. i did talk about doing a turtles podcast at one point Uh, infamously unbusy luke owen (laughs) find some extra time in your calendar and do it this was before i started doing my games master podcast i did do like three test episodes of a uh uh, a turtles podcast that reviewed all the 2013 show and i did it as as my on my own um but it's actually quite lonely doing a podcast on your your side (laughs) and and i wanted to talk about it with a friend yeah so but maybe maybe it's a bonus episode i'll do on my games master podcast at some point
2: i'm i'm in full support you need an outlet it sounds like because this is now two weeks in a row
0: well it's just i think the turtles are great and you know as as a (laughs) multi-generational thing they're awesome i and i respect that yeah
2: David Evans said, "Have you seen the movie? No, the original. movie? I don't, I've not seen any. I know that. Um, I nope. That's that's an uh, that's X Men. That's, what I mean, that's <laughs> I'm about But no, tell an anecdote about X-Men.
0: something entirely different. Um, the the original movie, uh, the 1991 is I think arguably the greatest comic book movie ever made. I was a Power Rangers fan. Oh, Power Rangers. Yeah, I mean, then you'll probably love the 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 1990 movie. Okay. It's really good. I've interviewed. So here's here's a fun Luke Cohen story. Please. Um, during my um, so my freelancing days." I woke up one morning and I thought to myself, why was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the movie, so bad? And I was just just wondering, why was this so bad? So I then just used a lot of my resources that I had to reach out to the producer of the movie and then had a Skype conversation (laughs) with him as to why the movie was so bad. Sometimes life is so weird and then i just i had a chat with him and then that led me on to talk to other people about it and then i just basically interviewed a lot of the people that made all of the live action 90s movies and and i had an hour and a half conversation with kevin eastman on the phone ironically while i was wearing turtles pajamas because Great. of the uh, the time difference and stuff and i ended up writing a series of articles uh, about what you know how the uh, live action teenage mutant ninja turtles movies got made so you're a teenage mutant ninja scholar in a way i mean yeah i've i've got I've, I've got lots of audio interviews that i've recorded over the years like i say over the years over a period of like a month and a half where i was just chatting with loads of people who made these movies um but yet all the i just woke up one day and i was like why is that movie so bad and i called uh, I know, i'll call the producer. I'll, I'll call the producer turns out it's it's peter laird's fault yeah like that that's the, that was the sum total of our conversation it's, P- it's you, P- peter you laird. peter laird's fault how could you because <laughs> peter laird didn't want them to do stuff that was like from the show and stuff but anyway that's beside the point do you want to do the next chat sorry i'm distracted distracted down a
2: turtle mine hole uh hi luke and dan not directly related to raw but i wanted to ask luke whether you had heard denise (laughs) on the fight (laughs) for post show talking about her massive penis
0: yeah i mean i have (laughs) i mean i have as well Penis is infamous at this point uh, because i always listen to the fight for post show and i love denise and everything and someone messaged me on twitter being like i really want to get luke's thoughts on this and i was like i don't know how to approach this question and i don't know how, what to say because my first instinct was to say yeah i've seen it and it's amazing <laughs> it's quite something to behold it's a bmo but then I was, like, I was like oh man people probably think that's weird so i'm just thinking the wrong way yeah, people take it the wrong way so i've just stayed really quiet but that was my first reaction to be like yeah i've seen it and it's awesome
2: <laughs> it's famous among circles in the, in the wrestling community yeah,
0: i love denise so much I'm um, I, I missed Denise.
2: Well, she's too busy focusing on a massive penis. So <laughs> unfortunately, for the rest of her, it takes yeah. up a lot of time and energy. You know, and it
0: takes one to know one.
2: It... <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, Bobby M. says, "I think Shotzi Blackheart is the perfect fit for the OC. Aesthetically, she just works, and her uh, how goes with the whole too sweet. I I think." strong.
0: Shorty's a good shout. I yeah. a very good shout. Shotsy's, yeah, actually I quite like Shotsy. Because, because
2: it's that same thing of, there is something about that tank and that energy that fits with you're exactly right, fits yeah. with the Good Brothers vibe like that, that they bring to the show. So yeah, yeah I think that's a good shout. Um, and Cesaro Stank says I do not want to see WWE try and be AEW and add Trio's belt WWE actually needs to get rid of some belts because they actually have too many belts AEW didn't invent Trio's belts, you know, they currently have Trio's belts, fair play, but AEW didn't invent Trio's belts. Yeah. So I just want to put that in, in the bin to begin with. However, I, don't, I do agree with the too many belts things because they're all currently on one batch of people and it sort of makes it a bit confusing. If you have a clear delineated brand split, I think you do need the belts on each show. I do think you need something for everyone and every show to go for. But those, that brand split needs to be so separate that it's basically WWE and a different show. That's how you do the Too Many Bells things. Yeah. Um, personally I like Trio's Wrestling so I like to see it I okay. love
0: it as well uh, we've gone way too far; it's way too long on this show so massive apologies to you Dan because I know you're a busy busy boy uh, I've got
2: several pubs to go
0: to yeah I mean you do I, I, we've got, I've got things to do I've got a show to edit yeah. but um, and we are going to draw this episode to a close thank you all so much for your ultra chats thank you all so much for watching this stream and thank you for indulging me on my TMNT chat <laughs> yeah. which probably did not need to be on this show <laughs> um, but please uh, do press the subscribe button press the thumbs up if you're still here and you're still watching there's 1200 of you please do press that thumbs up button because it really does help out this show and it helps out this channel as well as we try to get towards 70,000 subscribers thank you all so much for watching we will see you on thursday for the aew dynamite review take care everyone jam that jam